0: Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, What is truth? Now, your hosts, Dr. and Pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar, and co host Johnny D.
1: Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
0: Do like Jesus said search the scriptures, and you'll know what
1: is truth. Amen. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of What is Truth? It's a radio show put on every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And it's sponsored by Grace and Truth Church from Amherst, New York. And our website is graceandtruthchurch.org. So you can go there and uh, you can uh, click on the tabs to listen to the shows. You can also go to bigweck.com and go into the archives of the What Is Truth show. And you can listen to previous shows on there. Uh, today, I'd like to introduce, we've got uh, Pastor Ed Lorongo with us, and we've got our sound man, Justin, with us, and my name is Mark Sassy. And on the What is True show today, if you would, I would uh, ask you to maybe grab a tea or a coffee and grab your Bible, and we're going to look into something. This is a, a topic that Pastor Ed has been diving into and researching quite a bit lately, and uh, the title of it is called The Conspiracy Was Strong. And pastor's been looking at things about what's going on in the world today. There's a lot of conspiracies and you hear people talk about conspiracy theories and a lot of confusion. People are wondering, like, what is going on? What is wrong with the world? Why is it so crazy? Why has it changed so much, especially for older folks Older folks notice the change a lot, and I would say let's dive right in. Pastor Ed, what do you got? Well, being one of those older folks, I can um,
0: (laughs) attest to what you just said. I'm um, 67 years old now, and uh, things have changed dramatically. I've lived in the same area all my life, and things have changed. slid downhill, is what I would say. Things have gone in the wrong direction, yes. by and large. And I think a lot of people sense that. Uh, probably uh, most of our listeners this morning sense that there's something not quite right with the world today. It's not the same America when, as when we were young. No, no. It could be, I think, probably correctly called, unfortunately, the divided states of America at this point. Yeah. Because we are constantly fighting with one another... And yet, when you actually talk to somebody one-on-one and you forget about, for instance, a uh, political position, and you just talk about, well, yeah, yeah, you know, I'd like to see people do well. I'd like to see my family do well. And we all agree on these kinds of things. But beyond that, something breaks down and something doesn't seem to make sense. And I think a lot of people sense that there's a problem. sense that there's some kind of confusion, sense that maybe even there's a conspiracy somewhere of some nature, and yet can't quite put their finger on it. As I uh, likened it, it's like that old uh, shell game or cup game where you put a a ball under a cup, you've got four cups on on the table, and you're moving it around, and you're trying to follow where the ball is. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of us these days, is we're looking at the Ball, trying to figure out what's going on, and never quite making sense of the whole thing. I don't know what have you guys seen that kind of thing in your in uh, in your own lives or people you talk to ever ask you about stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, even me, I'm I'm thirty four, but from my early childhood to now, I mean, it's so much different just even in that short span. So I can only imagine over the last 50 years, even larger. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't, I would say that we have not been this divided since probably before the civil war. I mean, I've, you know, generally, you know, usually things swing to the right. They swing to the left. They kind of come back to the mean right now. It's kind of like far to the left and far to the right politically, but yeah, it's, it's, and yet um, it,
0: if you think about it and you begin to really dive into the scriptures, you find out there's a bigger picture. Yes. Something bigger is going on than just Republicans fighting against Democrats and or this uh, uh, lone country fighting against this lone country. There's something bigger going on. It's yeah. a conspiracy.
2: I find a lot of conservatives, it's kind of sad that they, they know something's going on. But they don't really know the deeper meaning, right? Uh, I that because yeah. they don't know, you know, God's word. They don't know the scriptures, so they think it's a, you know, a war between communism and capitalism. But really, if you look below the surface of that, it's really a, a war between good and evil, between God and Satan. Yes, um, that's kind of the underlying. Yeah, and
1: that's what we're going to look at yep, here this morning. Is exactly right. that. But what is a conspiracy? A conspiracy is something that it's a a real plot to do evil, you, right? Right, it, yeah. It, it, it's And you hear all the time about a conspiracy theory. Well, you know, that's just a conspiracy theory. But you had brought up recently that 10 times you find the word conspiracy in the Bible. Right. And it's always bad. It's always and,
0: bad. It's always a nefarious plot to yeah. overthrow,
1: usually to overthrow a king, though not always, but usually to overthrow a king. Yeah, so God's perspective on that word conspiracy is that it's a real thing. Not a fake thing, it's a real thing, and it's an evil thing, It's and coming from beneath. Coming from beneath, and even today
0: when you hear the term conspiracy, there's a word that's often put after that in the news media when you're listening and they do it on purpose and that is theory.
2: Yeah I was just gonna say that I was gonna say conspiracies what the fake news will say something to write it off as false even though a lot of times it's true. And what
0: they really mean when you when you look at it and look at it carefully I think probably our listeners have recognized that often what they're saying is well it doesn't line up with what we want you to believe so therefore it's a conspiracy theory. Don't look any
1: further don't go any deeper it's a conspiracy theory. Yep. If it's not part That's of the narrative. That's what the media, yep. That's not, what the, the media will say. media narrative. But I always tell people, I'm like, you know, Noah, he said it was going to rain, and they said he was a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And then, and then it rained. And then yeah. one day <laughs> and, it did rain. Uh, and had there been uh, um, the local news and the, and the uh, uh,
0: there would have been reporting all day long that he's a nut and there's yeah. a conspiracy theorist yeah. wearing a tinfoil hat. Right. Yeah, no. But, uh, but, but. we do have... Um, a conspiracy, and and many have recognized it over the years. I want to read a quote to you from, this goes all the way back to 1981. So that's, you know, a few years ago, 50 years ago or so. And it was the CIA director at the time. His name was William Casey. Now listen to this. This is an exact quote. We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. Hmm. Yeah, that's a dramatic statement coming from an individual who is supposed to be, uh, among other things, you know, protecting our uh, our homeland from, uh, um, you know, difficulties and troubles and, and, and influences from outside. And so he's talking about a disinformation program.
2: Yeah. F- 43 years later, it sounds kind of prophetic.
0: It does sound kind of prophetic, yeah. doesn't it? And, and so when people sit back and think, well, man, something doesn't seem to make sense, that's because this type of thing here, they didn't stop. When he said in 1981 that there was a program, the program didn't stop. It has like that shell game changed cups. But it has not stopped. It continues to go on. And there was something, if you do a research, and all these things that we're talking about here, um, if they're not in the Bible directly, and we will look at the Bible directly, but if it's not in the Bible directly, you can research these things. Um, You can go to uh, source documents online or uh, books and find these things out. Um, For instance, you can look up something called Operation Mockingbird. Right. That was uh, something. Do you,
1: do you know what that is? Have you heard that before? That term? Well, it was it was something that the government set up. The U.S. government set up so that the uh, they would send out information or disinformation, and the media outlets would mock it. As far as they would repeat it, like a repeat parrot. It. Like yeah, that's repeating. what a mockingbird does, right? Yeah. Repeats and repeats. Repeats and repeats,
0: and that's why um, you find in the news media when they get something. And doesn't matter what channel you turn to, they all seem to be at some point mocking the same thing, mockingbird,
2: yep. saying yep. the same have, thing. Have you ever seen any of the videos where they overlay the news stations from all over the country? Yes. Yes. They're all saying the exact same thing. Yes. It's, yep. it's like, it's a, it's a skit, like, uh, it's a script. A script. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I remember,
0: um, uh, I took the quote down, uh, former president Woodrow Wilson And he knew something was going on back in 1913. So again, that's a long time ago. What is that, 90 years ago? Uh, Over 100. (laughs)
1: That's that's right, over 100. 100, What am I talking about? That's right. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Yeah. so there you go. So a long time ago. And you want to read that quote? I know you got that in front of you.
1: Um, Yeah, Woodrow Wilson back in 1913, he said, quote, some of the biggest men in the U.S. in the field of commerce and manufacturing are afraid of somebody, are afraid of something. They know that there's a power somewhere so organized, so subtle, so watchful, so interlocked, so complete and so pervasive that they had better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. So here yeah. is the
0: President of the United States that we like to often say in this country, the most powerful man in the world. Here's this, uh, and you know, that's arguably on uh, at, at, at one level so, yeah. and here he is saying that uh, there's some things going on that I can't even talk about. Uh, he didn't want to get himself into trouble. And so we see that there's a, a, just a tremendous amount of confusion in this world. And I know from the Bible that God is not the author of confusion. Amen. Um, can somebody take a look at 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 33? And let's see what that, uh, what that text says there. I'm going to turn to it myself. First, yeah. Corinthians.
2: First Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints.
0: So if God is not the author of confusion, and yet we have a lot of confusion what might be going on. That's what we want to take a look at this morning in our time together. And as you said, uh, Brother Mark, I hope people will get their Bibles, look at these things, and make sure that, that um, you know we're not just reading something uh, that isn't so. We're reading from the Scripture. And many times, I know you've covered on this show, that the Bible is trustworthy Amen. unlike any other book. Amen. And it, so yeah. when it makes a statement, we may not fully always understand it, because we see through glass darkly today, the Bible says, um, but we can get a good idea many times, and sometimes it is just plain as day, And um, because God does not look to author confusion, but he wants to enlighten us.
1: Amen. Absolutely.
0: And um, the conspiracy, as I see it, well, let's let's turn to um, first to Ephesians chapter 6, and then we'll look at Isaiah chapter 14. So Ephesians chapter 6, that's a great chapter, it's a chapter for uh, those who have who do have a Bible. It's a chapter that, among other things, tells you that um, you are in a spiritual battle whether you realize it or not. And you need to be equipped for this spiritual battle. And um, the first thing you have to do to be equipped from the spiritual battle is to realize uh, that there is a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. You need to put your faith and trust in Him and then let His Holy Spirit guide you into all truth through the Holy
1: Scriptures. And part of that trust in him is trusting what he said. Amen. That's trusting right. Trusting his yeah.
2: word. Yeah, And yeah. so
1: so as we're looking at these things and we see how much the world is changing, the Bible doesn't change. A King James Bible is pure. These things that we're reading right now, like in Ephesians, it was written 2,000 years ago. Hasn't changed, but it's verifiable. It's uh, it's relevant today. Amen. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, as Christians, we're not just you know going on blind faith. I mean, we have the book, we have the historicity of it, we can check these things. Amen. Don't trust what we're saying, verify it. <laughs> yep.
0: So if we look at verse number 12 of Ephesians 6,
1: and we want to read that, and let, let's just look at this for a second. For in Ephesians six twelve, he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, so, yeah, go ahead. I got to say, yeah, when, go when, ahead. when the Bible says, against spiritual wickedness in high places, that's not physical wickedness. It's spiritual wickedness. So you've got people in high positions today in district attorney's offices, in judge, in the seat of, of a judgeship, or in, uh, you know, whether it's prime ministers, or different parts of the world. These people are, are in high positions. Yes. But... Man, there's
0: wicked things going. There's on. There's wicked things, and if you notice that um, the Bible makes it clear, see, it's we're not wrestling against Democrats and Republicans. Amen. Uh, um, uh, we're wrestling against these spiritual powers. Now that, we're now we're getting to the root of the matter. Now we're getting to the root of the matter. These spiritual powers um, that exist in a spiritual realm. Uh, we don't see them all the time, though they have been seen. But they are—they are absolutely real. It's literal uh, when we speak about these um, these beings. And there was one great being who is known by many names in Scripture. And this really gets to the root of the conspiracy. If we turn to the uh, prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter and number while 14. you're flipping there, I just want to say
2: something really quickly. You take your time. Um, in Ephesians six twelve, it talks about. Uh, a spiritual wickedness in high places that's why you really need to get yourself a king james bible and a lot of the modern versions it actually says in heavenly places which oh. is a completely different meaning completely so that's why we use a king yeah. james bible
0: yeah Amen. And, and you notice in that verse that these spiritual beings they work in this world they're concerned oh, with yeah. the things going on in this world. Yes. That's why we talk about a conspiracy. You've got to look deeper because these beings are influencing the things of this world. And we're going to see just why here as we go through the scripture in um, Isaiah chapter 14. And maybe um, if we could read down 12 to 17.
1: Uh, you, you want
0: me to read or somebody read it? Go I ahead. can do it quick if you want. So Take in Isaiah time.
1: 14, this is it's exposing Satan is what it is and, and his name is lucifer here in isaiah 14 12 the bible says how art thou fallen from heaven o lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which dost weakened the nations for thou hast said in thine heart i will ascend into heaven i will exalt my throne above the stars of god i will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north i will ascend above the heights of the clouds i will be like the most high yet Thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit, that they shall see thee, shall say narrowly, look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the worlds a- as wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? So that's Satan. Yeah, here we have, and we find his name here. Again,
0: this is only in a King James Bible. So if you've got a different Bible out there and you're listening to us, uh, you likely will not find his name. His name is Lucifer, yes. which has the sort of the root of it. It would be like um, light bearer or revealer of light. Yes. Um, it's a false light. It's not the true light. Jesus Christ is the true light which cometh into the world, the Bible says, and lighteth every man's heart. But this is a false light. And you see here the heart of a conspiracy, or I should say the conspiracy. And what is it? He said that he wanted to be like God. Yes. That's the root of the conspiracy. Because Satan is a real being. Uh, he's not just a um, a spiritual influence of some sort. He's a real being, and he was such a powerful and bright in terms of uh, wisdom, um, Ezekiel tells us that, um, according to Revelation 12, he was able to take with him in his downfall one-third of the powerful angelic host. Yes. That's pretty good. That's pretty good on his part. He that, That's how wise and bright he was as a being. And he said, I want to be like God. And so he has gone about in this world in this present evil world, working his conspiracy to try to take over from God the Father the kingdoms of this world and the kingdoms of heaven. He wants it all. And the kingdoms of God, he wants it all. And he will try to take charge of the world in in a a world-type government. He will kill and destroy anybody who gets in his way. And and one of these things that you wonder, just why does it make sense? Why do people hate the Jews so much? The conspiracy, the conspirator Satan hates God's people. Yes, Amen. Revelation chapter twelve says that he persecutes um, uh, Israel. He hates Israel, and so that's why you see today the rise of anti-Semitism, which doesn't seem to make any other sense. That's why you've got to get to the Scriptures to make sense of the
1: world's events today. Well, when we started this whole talk, we started talking about how the world has changed over the years in our lifetime and how things have gotten darker and more sinister, right? You'd have to be naive not to notice. Things have changed in yeah. our lifetimes. And, and you'd have to really also be naive to not understand that there's something biblical going on here. Sure. And, and you need to go to the Bible to get the answers because with this conspiracy going on, we need to have answers. We need to know what to do. How, what, you know, what ought we to do and what's the answer? Yeah,
0: no, it's good. And, and uh, one of the things to, if you really want to, to understand the, um, the conspiracy is we should understand something a little bit about the conspirator, the conspirator being Satan, the conspiracy again, mean he wants to be worshiped as God and he's going to take over the world and he's going to kill anybody that gets in his way. Um, um, in doing this thing and he wants to take over the world, destroy the world and and people because he hates God and, and mankind, men and women are God's special creation according to Genesis. He hates God. He wants to
2: be God. He's envious of God.
0: And he wants to destroy that image, which was made in the image of God. Um, so you know, that really does get to the, to the heart of things. And if we look at, um, a little, look a little bit at, at Lucifer, a little bit more, uh, Maybe we can look at um, oh, how about second Corinthians four four? Can we take a look there unless you guys got some other place to go here? No I think that's a good place to start. Okay, so second Corinthians four four. We'll see how, well how the Bible describes him and why it's so important that as you guys have already said, we need to know what the Bible says. and, and maybe verses three and four, and maybe even, let me just see five.
2: Six, how about three to six? Three to six? Yeah. All right. Second Corinthians 4, starting in verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, Hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us.
0: Good, it's good. good. Beautiful verses, aren't they? And we learn a lot.
2: Amen. Amen. We
0: we learn again that the gospel is what's important. What is the gospel? People don't even know sometimes what the gospel is, and it Uh, shouldn't be a mystery. Let's explain it. I asked a
1: couple of people today. (laughs) I had a couple of people today say, hey, have a blessed day. And I said, yeah, you know, you can have a blessed day from Psalm 119 or from uh, Revelation chapter one, if you just follow what the book says. But I said, but what about the gospel? And there was one girl this morning. She says, you know what? I really ought to know that, shouldn't I? I should know that. And I said, well, it's so simple. It's like five words. Christ died for our sins. That's the simple gospel message, that Christ died for our sins. And that's God's message to all mankind. He's reaching down with grace and offering sinners a chance to be
2: born again. Amen.
1: And the rest of that gospel is the good news that yeah. he didn't stay dead.
2: Yeah. The he, death, he, the, rose, the, the, he rose the, the, up yeah, from the grave. Death, of the, burial and resurrection. Death, burial of Christ and resurrection according of Christ. to the scriptures. According yes. to the scriptures.
0: That's found in First Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses. If Amen. anybody ever wants to look that, but but look at the, what it says here. Our gospel can be hid from people that need it. Yes. And when the Bible says lost, um, what it's talking about, just like you're driving down the road and you don't know where you are. You're lost. And yeah. people are driving down the road of life, and they don't know where they are spiritually. They don't know for sure um, whether they're going to heaven when they die, whether there is a heaven, they're going to hell when they die, or there is a hell. They don't know. And so the Bible describes them as lost. It is a negative term, but it's not meant to be derogatory. It's meant to be descriptive Amen. of what's going on in a yeah. person's heart. And, and it goes on in verse number four. It says, in whom the God of this world. Now, who's that? That's Satan, Satan.
2: Lucifer. Yeah. Satan.
0: Lucifer. And look what he's doing. He's blinding the minds of people so that they that believe not. It says, Lest the gl- light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto, unto them. Now, how does that fit into his conspiracy? He wants worship. Yes. And in the moment, at this moment, he knows he can't get everybody to worship him. But if I can get them away from the one true God, if I can hide the gospel from them, I got a good start on their lives. Yep. It's and a then battle I can work souls. on.
2: It's a battle for souls.
0: It's a battle for souls. And the battle for souls is worth fighting as Christians. That's what we're doing here today. That's really what we're doing here is we're trying to shine light upon um, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and shine light in the darkness of this present evil world, which has a God, little g, if people don't have the Bible in front of us, it says, in whom the God, little g, of this world, that's Satan,
1: yeah.
2: Yep. Not it, the God of heaven. And we talked about how the gospel is so simple, you know, death, burial, resurrection, according to the scriptures. But really, when we're talking about the lost, they're lost because they don't know the gospel. That gospel, which is so simple, is the key to our eternity.
1: Amen. And, and to receive it. Amen. And, and believe it. You know, it's really that simple. I tell people all the time, it's, it's a matter of, to receive the gospel means that you recognize, you humble yourself before God, recognize you're a sinner and you have to ask and you it's ask a, for forgiveness. Yeah.
2: And it's a it, gift. So you have to accept a gift. Somebody yeah. gives you a gift. You can either accept it or you can reject it. And yeah, maybe so.
0: maybe you guys have run into sometimes you ask somebody, are you are you saved? And they say, well, uh, yeah, I think I am. And, and they say they think you are. And if they're if they're married, if I'm talking to a guy and they're married, I'll say uh, something like this. I'll say, well, uh, are you married? Yeah. Are you sure you're married? Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. course I'm sure I'm married.
2: You, you don't think you're married. That's you right. know there, you're married. There's
0: no doubt. When you know, you know. And when you don't know, you know, you don't know. Yes. Yes. Deep down. Amen. And, and that's why we got to get this word out. And we have this enemy and this conspiracy going on. He is the prince of this world, Ephesians chapter 2 calls him. Yes. Notice this world, the God of this world. He is the prince of this world. He is the Prince of the power of the air, and that can be looked at a number of different ways. He's in the air, but he's also controlling airwaves. Yes, he is. He's yeah. controlling those things that we listen to on a day-to-day basis because yeah. he's got people in those high places. He's, well, yeah,
1: we the, were just in 2 Corinthians, yeah. and if we back up one chapter, actually two chapters in 2 Corinthians 2.11, it says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Mm-hmm. Today he's using devices. You know, like uh,
2: like smartphones, smartphones, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And, and smart TVs, and all these different things. And he uses devices to get control of your mind. And the Bible tells you to be sober, to be vigilant, to guard your mind. And that applies whether it's children or adults. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Now, you had in your notes about Ephesians chapter two. In Ephesians 2, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says it talks about this prince of the power of the air, right? Mm -hmm. And We just looked at he uses devices that was mentioned. So here in Ephesians 2, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. That would be all of us at one point in our life when we're lost. He says, Wherein in time past ye walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience.
0: Yeah, notice again, according to the course of this world. Yeah. He's involved in this world. Yeah.
2: He's, he's in charge of this world because he's got kicked out of heaven with a third of the angels. So uh, yeah. he has no reign up there. He has no power up there. Yeah. So he's running around down here trying to steal souls away from the Lord.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, he's been doing a pretty Successful. good job of it so far. Yeah. Uh, But it doesn't have to be, because I love the Bible's simplicity in that same chapter, probably the very first verse I think I ever memorized so many years ago, Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen.
1: It's It's as simple as
0: that. It really is that simple. Yep. It, it isn't the works. It isn't the good things that we do. You, there, you, you cannot buy, a, what was it, buying the stairway to heaven or whatever that song was many, many right. years yep. ago. You can't buy a, a, um, and you can't make a stairway to heaven. You can't build
2: a tower big enough. Uh, it's got to be through yep. Jesus can't Christ. can't buy your way into heaven, can't bribe your way into heaven.
1: Yeah, right. It's about trusting him instead of trusting yourself. Amen. Yeah. No two tickets to paradise. Amen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting a little close here. So throughout this show, we're getting close to the halfway point here in the What Is Truth show, so I want everybody to stay tuned through the station break, but Pastor Ed's going to go through and show us a little bit more about the nature of Satan and what he's trying to do, uh, how he works, and how we ought to guard ourselves against that, and uh, what's, what's the real answer as to what's going on in the world today and what ought we to do about it, and I think we kind of covered some of that already in the fact that we mentioned the gospel. That's the good news that God has for all people. It's that Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures, he was buried and he rose again the third day. And why is that a big deal? Because Satan doesn't want the world to know that. He wants people to stay lost and not get saved. So uh, hang in there and uh, we will be right back after the station break.
0: What is truth? What is truth?
2: Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want
1: answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
0: Do like Jesus said search the scriptures, and you'll know what is truth. Amen.
1: And welcome back to the What Is Truth radio show. We are with you every week on Sunday mornings. We're looking at, uh, with Pastor Ed Larongo and with our sound man Justin and myself, Mark Sassi, we're looking over a conspiracy that is strong. And it seems like there's a conspiracy going on in the world today, and it seems to have a lot of people confused as to what is really going on. Why Why is the world getting darker? And uh, more evil and just more unsafe, for one thing. Unsafe and and unsettled. Unsafe and unsettled. And and like I said earlier, you'd have to be naive not to see the difference. I mean, it's obviously changing and it's not changing for the better. But there's something going on behind the scenes, and the root of the problem is actually found in the Bible. Yes. And uh, Pastor Ed, if you want to jump back in where you were, sure. Yeah, we we um, where we started is we said that
0: there is a conspiracy going on in the world, and the conspirator is Lucifer, Satan, the devil, Beelzebub, the dragon. He's known by many names, and his conspiracy is. He wants to be worshipped like the true God. And so in order to do that, he will seek to destroy mankind where he can, take over the world in a new world order if he can. He will do all these kinds of things um, because he was once upon a time the anointed cherub. He was in heaven. He was um, above, uh, around God's throne, somewhere around God's throne. He was close to God, and he rebelled because of his uh, pride and his iniquity was found in him, and he was quite, you know, God had made, created him wise, and, and he fell. And when he fell from heaven, he entered into the earthly realm. And that's where you pick up the story, actually, all the way back in Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, when he enters into the world and he tempts Eve. Eve takes the bait And falls into sin and once that happens we get a new vocabulary death disease and things like that which god never intended for mankind that's the result of this uh, wicked serpent the devil satan lucifer operating in the world system once he was thrown out of heaven and you cannot deny uh, his influence now he's not all powerful he's a created being to god he's not very powerful at all he is just allowed on a leash at the moment, um, doing what he's doing in this world until the time is right for, for the Lord to take over. But he does, Jesus said that he had an, um, a kingdom, his kingdoms, you know, an angelic kingdom when he took those uh, angels with him. And and uh, um, also we learn in Matthew chapter four and Luke chapter four uh, that uh, he has possesses power over this world. Yes, he offered the world worlds to Jesus. He said, "Look, I can give you the glory of the world because they've been delivered unto me.
1: I've that, got them." That was a real offer. That was yeah. a real
0: offer. Of yeah. course, Jesus said, "No, get behind me, Satan! It is written." Yes. So, um, you know that and the Lord, of course, didn't didn't bite on that one, uh, and he works in the religious realm also. He works in, uh, it's going to culminate in this thing called Mystery Babylon in Revelation chapter number 17, who's called the mother of harlots, a false religion full of blasphemies and married to the kings of the earth. Again, you see the connection of religion, which is where Satan operates, in the world, in high places, the kings of the earth, which is where Satan operates. And he's got false teachers and false apostles, the Bible says. So he's involved in this world, whether we like it or not. And he's been going about, again, trying to take over the world in what has been called the New World Order. Many yep. have called it that. Have yep. you guys heard that before? Everybody's heard
1: of that. Yep. Yeah, I
0: yep. think everybody's heard of that. No matter they try to change the name to the Great Reset or what they call it today, it's the New World Order. Yep. And if, if uh, folks take out the, um, the dollar bill out of their pocket, flip it over, look at that pyramid with the all-seeing eye floating above the pyramid waiting to be placed on the top. If you look at the, the words in Latin at the bottom of that thing, it says, when you look at it translated to English, it says, a new uh, a, world, a new order for the ages. Or in other words, a new world order. Does anyone remember George Bush's speech, the George
1: Bush the first, back in 1990? You guys have that somewhere. I got the quote here. I didn't realize it was given on September 11th. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the first Bush. This is George H.W. Bush. A speech before the joint session of Congress on September 11th, 1990, he's describing his vision of a new world order amid the Persian Gulf crisis. And he says, quote, we stand here today. We stand today at a unique and extra- extraordinary moment. The crisis in the Persian Gulf, as grave as it is, also offers a rare opportunity to move forward in historic period of cooperation. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order, can emerge, a new era, freer from the threat of terror, and he goes on and on. But he's talking about a new era, a new world order, back in 1990.
0: Yeah, it's been going on for quite a while. And when he spoke that... It wasn't a new concept to him. It, it's been around for a while. And again, this is Satan's desire to take over control of anything that God um, has, has made good. When God created everything in the beginning, he made it good. Satan wants to make it bad, and he's going to want, try to take over this world. And he's been doing a good job. Uh, today, um, we have no one can deny it anymore. Years ago, people, when I would talk about a new world order or global this or global that, They would look at me and think, you know, you're crazy. What do you mean? No one can deny today we got the United Nations, United Nations. We got the World Bank, the World Trade Organization, the World uh, um, World Health Health Organization. All these global things exist today. And this is not by accident, it is by conspiracy. Yes. And it exists today in a form of governance which most people probably have not heard of, but they have experienced it, and it's called a, a public-private partnership. Anybody want to d- describe a little bit what that is? What's a, what's a public-private partnership? Some, some people listening probably never heard of that before.
1: Well, it's government working together with large transnational corporations, these global corporations, and non-government organizations, which are called NGOs, and they govern society. People have heard of NGOs. Some people out there may not be familiar with NGOs, but some of these NGOs that are non-government entities, they sometimes they're Christian based, absolutely, and sometimes they just claim to be Christian based and they're really not. But I know, like uh, one example would be Jericho Road here in Buffalo. And that's where a lot of migrants are coming through, that NGO. That's how they're entering into uh, this western New York area. Yeah, and so there you go. It's governing us because we didn't vote for anybody in these NGOs, and
0: yet uh, our government is working with um, others to bring uh, migrants in, regardless of whether you agree with that or disagree with that. The fact is it's happening. You didn't vote for it. These these non-government organizations uh, are down on the south border of of ours, and they're bringing people in to this country. And um, again, uh, no matter what you agree uh, agree or disagree with that idea of migrants coming to this country, this is what's happening uh, in this world today through a public-private partnership. It's the government who we apparently have some say in electing officials working with large corporations whom we don't have any say in electing their CEOs, and then these non-government organizations of which there are, at last count, approximately 54,000 non-government organizations. Yeah. Yeah. And when you put, when you put a, a public-private partnership together, it's really merging capitalism and communism, if you will, uh, in a totalitarian type system, which we might call fascism today.
2: Yeah. And NGOs yes. kind of also, they generally come under the guise of like, we're here to help a lot of times in like third world countries and stuff. And so like their father, the devil, you know, they, they pretend to be something that they're not. And really, it's yeah, a, we know, didn't
0: cover all of that, but that's right. The devil, part of his nature is he's a deceiver and a liar. It's a yeah. big part of what the devil is. He's the the Bible says in John eight forty four that he's a liar. He was a liar from the beginning, and he's and he doesn't speak the truth because there's no truth in him.
2: Well, yeah. and if you think right. about it, if he came to people and said, you know, Hi, I'm Satan, and I'm here to, to bring your soul to hell, I don't think many people would follow him. But That's if he point. deceives you, just like he deceived Adam and Eve in the garden, it's a little bit different. How that many really people good point. would willfully, yeah. you know, follow him? Yeah, if no, he, if, if they Satan was uh,
0: honest with Eve in the garden, and said, Now, by the way, you see this tree over here. Eat this thing, and you're going to suffer. And after you suffer, you're going to die. And your children are going to suffer and die. And their children are going to suffer and die.
2: I don't think she would have ate right. it. Yeah. Right. That's not right. what he said, didn't yeah. he? He said,
0: Look at this beautiful tree. Yeah. It's one to make you wise. God doesn't want you to have it because he doesn't want you to be like a God. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point, uh, uh, Justin. Um, so, this New World Order, one of, the, one of the big things in the New World Order today. Uh, we know of is the
1: green movement, mm, the yes.
0: environmental movement, and it has at its center something that um, called climate change.
1: They used to call it global warming. They used to call it global warming. <laughs> right. And, and then they kind of the scientists proved that was not true. So they changed the name from global warming to climate change. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I know there's people out there listening there that scratch their head over every time they hear climate change. And yet we're told over and over and over again, well, the science is settled uh, when somebody tells you the science is settled in an official capacity, you're pretty sh- you can be pretty sure that you're involved in a conspiracy
1: yeah, uh, absolutely. To,
0: to hide the truth. Right. And, and that's what's been going on all along. And, and this, this, um, this thing called, well, again, climate change is at the heart of it, uh, but it's really called sustainability, sustainable development development. And that is trying to use just the right amount of resources so we don't destroy the resources for people in the future. And again, that sounds good, but that's not really what it is. What it really is, is taking control of everything we, um, as, as people in this country, I'll just speak for this country, everything that we do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, who isn't getting ready for smart meters to be put on their houses? Right. That's part of sustainable development, which, again, goes under the guise of climate change today. Uh, The idea that we have to do something about the climate before it destroys everything. Well, have you noticed the price of cars? Yes, I
1: have. In the last few years? (laughs) I I bought one uh, late last year. I sure did notice. So so part of that is the fact that, you know, there's all the new electric vehicles and all the uh, green push with sustainability like you're talking about. Well, one aspect of the whole push for green is the oh, the idea of tax, to have a, a climate tax, yeah, a climate worldwide tax, yeah.
0: tax that yeah. would cover the whole world. And that fits into the development of the new world order, Yes, which again, this is part of Satan's conspiracy to take over the world. And perhaps he's thinking he's preparing for battle with God. I don't know what he's thinking, but he wants to take over the world, which was God's special creation. And,
1: uh, and you're right. These are the kinds of tactics he's using. Well, it's found biblically where the whole world was taxed about 2,000 years ago in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, "Now, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And that's why Mary and Joseph, they ended up going down to, what, Nazareth? Yeah. And this is
0: one of the reasons, this is why you got to get into a Bible. Bethlehem. Bethlehem. This is why you got to get into a Bible, because speaking of the last days, the days before the Lord's return, which are near, um, we read in the, the prophet Daniel, he says, "...then shall stand up in his estate a raiser of taxes in the glory of the kingdom." So, in other words, in the last days, there's going to be a push for a worldwide tax again. And you see that in um, in form. You see that in Genesis chapter 47, too. Yep. Um, you'll see that picture developed for you there also. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's a good point.
2: And you were talking about new world order. It talks about in Revelation, you know, one world government, same thing. Same thing. It's That's like a right. Synonym. Where,
0: where's that uh, found? You've, do you have uh, that?
2: I don't have it off the top of my head. I know it's Revelation, Revelation 13. Thirteen.
0: Yeah, you yeah, can turn there. Let's see if we can. And it's not a good government. No. No, it's not a good government. No.
2: Who was it that said that the scariest thing is when the government says, uh, I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here yeah. to help? I think Ron, it was Malcolm X or Ronald Reagan or yeah, something. Reagan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you look at... Um, Why don't we read um, down some of this chapter? It's a powerful chapter. Revelation 13 is a revelation of, um, of the dragon, Satan, and what he's doing in this world today to build a new world order through a man, which he's going to put on top of everything, on top of that pyramid of um, he's called the beast or the Antichrist. Yeah. And
1: uh, you start where you want, brother. Just well, read through in, a little in the bit. first few verses of Revelation chapter 13, you're seeing this beast and um, it's uh, like three, four different beasts. And then in verse four, it says, and they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Okay. Stop there for a second. Because remember where we started, we said there's
0: a conspiracy in this world. It's with the dragon or Satan. And what does he want? He wants to be worshiped. And what did you just read at the end of the book? Here in Revelation 13.
1: Who was able to make war with him. And they worship the They worship dragon. the dragon. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. Which, okay, so he, and, he's looking for that worship.
1: Exactly. And, and I remember, what, what verse is it here? It's uh, in verse 8, and it says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose yes. names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain. When I first read that, the first time I read through the Bible, I'm like, wait a second. How can that be? All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life. That's millions and billions of people billions. Yes, that are going to worship him. Billions, that really, yeah. that blew my mind the first time I read that. Yeah. And, and so he, it says in verse 5, there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy. Power was given unto him. Verse 6, he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. To blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and even them that dwell in heaven, and it's just read verse seven. Verse seven. It, it, it was given unto him to make war with the saints that would be Christians, believers, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. There is, there is again global,
0: and we know yeah. from the Bible also um, how he's going to do this. How he's going to he's going to force this worship. And we see that developing today um, through the technology. Now I don't know what the Lord's gonna allow to happen, how much he's gonna allow to happen, but there is gonna be a point where, as it says towards the end of that chapter, um, in verse number fifteen, and you want to read Lionel, somebody read on a little bit from there, fifteen. Well,
1: in thirteen, chapter thirteen, verse fifteen, it says, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak And cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. And that number is 666. 666. Now we don't fully understand all that that means, but
0: but a lot of it is very clear. There's going to be a time coming where there's going to be forced worship of the Antichrist who will give that worship to the dragon. And it's going to be forced by causing people to receive some kind of mark. Or um, that, or it says, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name, or won't be able to transact, won't be able to buy, commerce will cease for you. Is you know, you won't be able to go to the store and buy anything. You won't be able to go online and buy
2: anything. And if you don't worship, you'll be killed.
0: And if you don't worship, you'll be killed. So this is what's coming to mankind. This has been the conspiracy. This is why when we started. We said that it's so much bigger than you know. Conservatives and Republicans yep. and, and liberals, and it's so much bigger. I mean, we are divided against ourselves often for not a, really a good reason. Yep. Um, That's I like mean, the there surface, are some things, The but
2: surface of the issue. Yeah, the is political the deeper thing is much more. Yeah, exactly. Yep.
0: Well, yeah. the
1: good news is if there's good news, is that if you, if you get born again and you get saved and you're a Christian, then christians actually get raptured and they get pulled out of here before this section comes to pass and that's of revelation why, and that's chapter why 13, 13
2: 8 makes sense it says all that dwell on the, upon the earth because whose all the christians we, will be raptured yeah
1: because the people whose names are not written in the lamb's book of life now i've i've heard it said and and this is biblical that those names up in heaven that are written in the lamb's book of life the names of saints the names of born again christians it's written in blood. The lamb's blood. He shed his blood for our sins. And so that's Amen. what we, you know that's what we trust in. And once you have your name written in that book, it can't be taken out Amen. because it's it's in there permanent. Like permanent ink. Permanent ink. Yeah. Amen. That's right. So I I don't want people to fear about this whole thing about you can't buy or sell without having the mark of the beast in your right hand or in your forehead. You don't want to be here for that. There's no reason for anybody listening to us this morning to be here for that. Amen. Amen. Now, no no reason other than unbelief in in Jesus Christ and his gospel. And if you're not sure where to start, get a King James Bible, start reading the gospel of John, find out about who Jesus is, why he came, who he really is, and then read like the first eight chapters of the book of Romans. And the Bible will clearly tell you what you need to do, that you need to trust God. I I was um,
0: speaking to somebody, a relative of mine, about doing just that, reading the Gospel of John. She didn't know where to start. I said, read the Gospel of John, and um, because she had started reading Genesis, and then she went into some of the other books, and she said, I just don't understand this. I don't get this. And I said, read the Gospel of John. After about a month, I was speaking to her again, and she said, you know, I'm kind of starting to figure something out here. I said, what's that? She said, it really is about trusting Jesus and loving Jesus, isn't it? Amen. I said, you're getting close. That's Amen. right. That's Amen. right. And then we talked a little and bit more.
2: A lot of people, like we were talking about how, you know, it's simple. You just need to believe the gospel and what Jesus died, you know, died for us. A lot of people, because of Satan and how he does, you know, control religions, people think that you have to do this 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 and this it's not works based it's it's grace like we talked about earlier in ephesians Amen. yeah and so um uh, really all it takes is to confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart so you don't have to say a, a a perfect prayer you don't have to you know you know a lot of people because of the guise of satan he's made it seem like you have to do all this stuff
0: yeah no satan has worked in religion you're absolutely right um, the Bible says that he has false apostles and he's got false teachers and and um, he appears as an angel of light uh, when he's darkness um, and he says he's got ministers so yeah no, that's a good point uh, brother we have to have to watch for that because uh, Satan is very subtle uh, yeah very subtle so we um, as we're as we're kind of talking around some things a little bit we um, I just want to mention that, again, you see a big push. I I mentioned it because it is a big deal today. It's one of the ways that is the sustainable development, the so-called climate change. They're trying to to um, usher in so many different things, including, um, you know, talking about if there's a pandemic, we have to shut down, uh, you know, economies again so that we'll save the planet. I mean, they're just it's. Nothing more than another one of those lies. Um, It says that you can't trust God to take care of things.
2: That's what it says. Bringing in another distraction, another distraction, mother, you know, mother nature,
0: mother nature, mother earth, Uh, and that's a really big thing. That's at the root of climate change. Is well, you know, mother earth's alive, and we have to protect her from man. Even though God said that no man has dominion and is to take care of things, yes, um, but has dominion over that. We're not another animal we are god's special creation and there is no mother nature no there is and no there is mother no easter nature. bunny
1: i got yeah. news for you yeah. <laughs> it's just all it's just lies yeah it, it really is um
0: uh, paganism is what it is yeah. it's the worship of a, it's called gaia mother earth um it's the worship of of the earth as a living sentient being and what that really does is it says instead of having a transcend, transcendent god one who is above it all we have an imminent God that is in nature. And God's in nature and nature is God. And so therefore Mother Earth, so it's very subtle and people are getting uh, brought into this thing and it's not even by the way, it's not even good science. No, I mean, I don't know if people understand that in the atmosphere 0.1% of the atmosphere not even one percent one-tenth of one percent of the atmosphere are a bunch of gases and it part of those gases is co2 the carbon that we're supposedly fighting you could increase the carbon concentration in this atmosphere tremendously and it wouldn't have any effect on the on the uh, uh, so-called climate
1: of this world and yet they're saying because of that carbon problem supposedly that there's too many people on the planet And then we need to decrease the population by, what, millions or billions of people?
0: Millions or
2: billions. That sounds like mass murder to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And we have to control all the resources. Right. And you need carbon to live. Carbon creates oxygen. Carbon (laughs) is a
1: life-giving gas. Yes. (laughs) And they've got answers, their so-called answers to this problem. Their answers are Planned Parenthood, abortion. They want to do. They are doing sex education as low as like K through three. All kinds of, and just all the transgenderism and the sterilization efforts that we see. I, I have to mention here. You know, when it comes to Planned Parenthood, you know what they call that? They call that reproductive health care. Yeah, yeah. They call that family planning. Yeah, it's no, you got to cut through, through the healthcare. language. It, yes.
0: we. This is a generation that has lost the ability to discern. Um, we're not reading things anymore. Um, By and large, um, you know, everybody's texting these little short little things. And if you can't read it in, in, uh, you know, in a minute, uh, then it's not worth reading, they think. And so words get tossed out there and words have meaning. Words are spirit. The Bible says words are spiritual. They enter into the spirit of mankind and they affect us. And you're right. um, There is that that kind of thing going on in this world today. But is there Is there an answer? Is there an answer to this thing? Revelation chapter number 11. Let's just take a a quick look there. Okay. As we, uh, I guess we're getting close to the end of our show here today. Revelation chapter 11, verse number 15. Now, what's happened is the church has been raptured, caught away. The Bible talks about it being caught away. There's been a tremendous time of tribulation upon this earth, some of the things we were reading about in Revelation 13. And then Jesus has returned now at this point in
1: this um, context here of Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Somebody want to read that? In Revelation eleven fifteen, 15. And, and like you said, the church has been raptured. That would have occurred in Revelation chapter 4. At the very beginning of Revelation 4, you see that happening. But anyways, here in 1115, it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Amen. And I'll add an
0: amen Amen. to that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's said it or not, but I was going to add an amen Amen. to that because uh, um, that's exactly right. The Lord is coming back. He will take over the kingdoms of this world. He will settle up with a conspirator, Satan. And his co-conspirators of the uh, false prophet um, and the, the beast, the Antichrist, and all the kings of the earth and all the rich men that um, we read about in, in the epistle of James chapter five, when everything is taken over by the Lord's Christ, by Jesus Christ. And uh, that will be the start of a good day here upon earth Amen. when the Lord takes over. But what about the listeners today? How do we get through to them Maybe one more time, the Gospel, how do we get through to people to 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 actually put their faith and trust in the gospel of, of Jesus Christ, and I had a, a couple of verses in mind, like Acts chapter four, hmm. verse twelve, if you want to take a look or somebody have that memorized that
1: uh, Neither is there neither Probably is there, there, there salvation in any other for there's none other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, so yeah. that name is Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the name above all names. Amen. And then in Acts 16, 1631. Sixteen thirty one a great question is asked "Sirs, What must I do to be saved? Yeah. And the answer is so clear. Yeah. It believe.
0: Says, Go ahead. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. That's what it says. And it, it adds a sort of like a, a promise there. It's not an absolute. It's a conditional thing. It says, and thy house, when a person gets saved, they can then have that influence in their own family. Amen. Amen. The influence for good that'll change their life today and their destiny, eternity for
1: tomorrow. Amen. Amen. And you also have in your notes, uh, John 14, 1 through 6, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. And so he is the way. And, you know, you mentioned, Ed, that at the end of the book, at the end of everything, with all this conspiracy going on, that Satan is driving the, those forces, right? He's the God of forces, it says in the book of Jan- Daniel. God wins and takes over everything in the end, and he's going to set all things new. And at the end of the Bible, he says in Revelation 21 that That's he's be, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, and the former things are passed away. And he gives a final call at the end in Revelation twenty-two, verse seventeen. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. That's God's will. For each and every person, he wants you to come to his son the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop trusting in yourself and your own goodness and trust in the Lord and what he did on Calvary's cross, shedding his blood for our sins. Amen. So that's the end of the show of What is Truth? And I hope it was a blessing to you. And I uh, hope you tune in next week. And we'll have another episode for you of What is Truth from the Bible. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? The radio show
0: devoted to asking the question, What is Truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on W-E-C-K.